0: Hello, welcome back to the Countdown 2 podcast, the very first episode of the new year. And I'm here, I'm joined by Keenan from Red Talk TV. Yes, my girl. But yeah, on this podcast, we're gonna cover quite a few things. So coming up, you can expect some football coverage before I then wander off by myself. And I talk about the upcoming NFL playoff games, which are going to be massive. I really can't wait for that. But yeah, first of all, I wanna start with, um, I want to start with Keenan, and I want to start with his boys, Manchester United. So United played City in the um, Carabao Cup semi-final, with the winner advancing to the final at Wembley to play Tottenham Hotspur in April, where hopefully fans are going to be back. So Keenan, I saw your tweet yesterday, bro. What happened?
1: Um if I'm honest, it's a mixture of things, you know. I think Ollie got it wrong. Um what I mean by that is um selection of players. Wrong wrong selection in my opinion. Yeah. Um tactically he was all about the counter when you can't really go like City are in form at the moment, and um, with the counter-attacking football, it's not going to work with their false nine as they had De Bruyne. Was it De Bruyne? At, uh, De Bruyne and Mara At the of it, in, yeah. yeah, De Bruyne and Myers. They're switching it about, and obviously the counter-attack, it just, it just wasn't going to happen with De Bruyne dropping in and City getting men behind the board. And um, I think it's just all oh, his man management as well, man. Like. I spoke with George on Twitter as well. Um we, got, we had five subs yesterday and we're only using our first sub in the seventy-fifth minute which was Greenwood and then our second being Vanderbeek in the eighty fifth. So it's like did we really want to go for the game or were we just there to participate and just, just chance it like, but like, I don't know.
0: Say, like you say um Greenwood. Greenwood should have started, no? Did you think Greenwood should have started with, um, with Van der Beek? I know that's the discussion you and George were having on Twitter.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd say so. Van der Beek should have started because um, Bruno's on his last legs. He has been for a good two weeks now and obviously... Um,
0: too much, bro, that's why.
1: Bro, he's, 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 he's doing really everything. He's
0: so doing much every game. Yeah,
1: he's... he's mate. Bruno. He's, he's he's been he has been carrying the team, and obviously you can see from yesterday's performance, he's just leggy, like mm. he's he's just burnt out a bit, and he does need a break. And we've got Van der Beek there, you know what I mean? It's not a bad like for like. So obviously Van der Beek being younger and whatnot, but you know you gotta use your players when your players are tired. You've gotta start looking elsewhere, man.
0: Yeah, Van der Beek's quality, man, but quality he does so much for you that. I don't feel like you can drop him. You can't really drop him. And then, um, Ali is like, he comes with like, the most basic press conferences either as well. Mm. After the game, and that doesn't really fill your confidence, does it? That, nah. Yeah.
1: Going into games and whatnot. Obviously, Ali's just, um as a player, he, he, he's just the same as how he was as a player. As a player, he's always positive, always smiling. Same thing as a manager, do you know what I mean? And I think, when you make that step from player to manager, you've sort of got to, um, you've got to to sink in what you're actually doing and the realisation has got to hit you like, I can be that positive guy, but I also, I've got to like realise I'm the manager at one of the biggest clubs in the world now. It's time to get serious, you know what I mean? And when you watch his press conferences or interviews after the game, he doesn't fill you with with hope, in my opinion anyway.
0: so, where now? Where now? What's the focus? This...
1: <laughs> focus? Well, if I had one focus, I'd say it's the Premier League.
0: Yeah. And I'm not
1: saying we're in a title that's charge. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Burn- Burnley, then, then Liverpool at Anfield. Yeah,
0: that's two oh. games. So, Burnley's at what? Yeah. Burnley's at Old Trafford?
1: Yeah, I think it's at Trafford, yeah.
0: we play every game at Old Trafford, you know. How many times have we played in a row? It feels like every Wolves was at Old Trafford. Actually City the other day was at Old Trafford.
1: I think it might be away, you know, it might.
0: I don't I might. know, I don't know. I feel like you are playing every game at Old Trafford in a minute, but...
1: Yeah, it does. But um, focus-wise, I'd say it's the Prem, because um, Europa League, I mean, we can push for that, but we've got Sol Shadad first. And then, who knows who we can face after that, you know what I mean? After that, after this round, it's just straight big guns, you know what I mean? Yeah. You lot are in there. Yeah. Everyone who dropped down in the Champions League, some big teams, man. I'd just focus on the, the Prem.
0: As you know yourself, um, Sassadena are not easy, are they? have over the season. They're going, wow. They're,
1: mm. they're up there in the league, or I know they're up there, they're not. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're lingering about, I think, third or fourth, something No. Barca's third I think Saucy just dropped out in the top four I think the fifth but they've got quality all over the pitch room.
0: I'm, I'm going to stay with United anyway because this season mm. with United yeah, I've been impressed by how they've played and the results that you guys have been putting together United this season since really I, I'll stretch it back since we've come back from lockdown you've got yeah. the best team in the Premier League the most consistent so I know at times it doesn't feel like that because mm. United, you've got such a big fan base where one defeat feels like it's the end of the world. It's yeah, like it used to be like. That like one defeat feels like everything's capitulated. But if you look back at your form probably since, um, since you come back from the first lockdown, so it was around May, you guys have probably been the best team in the Prem. I know for a fact, for the last 10 games, you guys actually are at the top of the form table. I was looking at it before we started recording. Mm. You guys are four points clear of Man City in the last 10 games. And that, it feels like that. It feels like you're always getting a result. Your players are too yeah. And then we go back to that defeat yesterday. If you look on social media, maybe social media is the wrong place to look at. But it feels like it's the end of the world. People are questioning Ali again. <laughs> Even you guys were talking, discussing about Ali, whether he made the wrong decisions. But you guys are flying now.
1: Yeah, we are flying. I mean, I think it's two draws in the last ten, and then the rest of the straight Ws. Yeah. But I mean, um, that is flying. Yeah, we are, we are, we are flying. And th- obviously now the table does show it. We joined first with Liverpool, one win against Burnley.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, will be tough first time ever since. I think think Fergie. I think, 30, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure if Mourinho. Got I, don't
0: some if know, I don't know if you watched that season. Yeah, yeah, I don't. That
1: season, I don't think he did. But um, yeah, we are flying, and obviously yesterday, social media did did kick off because I, I think it was just the mannerism of how we went about it. Do you know what I mean? I think with um last season's failures as well, getting to two semi-finals
0: yeah. and then crashing you know um, See what I mean that said um, I like after the, um after the after the game was like oh, four semi-finals that equals two finals for me <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, they, this, is, this is what it's coming to you, ain't it and one simple tweet like that will spin someone's head differently you know what I mean like but it, it, it does hurt man like getting to these semi-finals and you're just not going anywhere like I was confident going into yesterday's game because I did think we could hurt City on the counter because like, that's what Pep's afraid of because he knows our players and whatnot. Fair, like, you know what I mean? fair play to me come out on top, his players will all look for it, whereas ours were just non-existent at times in the game.
0: Yeah. So, um, like I say, where to you now? Just focus on the league, focus on Europa, yeah, but we, we don't know what's going to happen now.
1: Mm-hmm. we got, We've got Watford in the FA Cup. I mean, that's at home as well. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, why not chance the FA Cup if we can? Yeah. I mean, we, we can go for the Europa League, but it's the, it's the round afterwards. And um, as for the Prem, I think now City will regain form. They'll come on a charge. Liverpool, yeah. if they do get Van Dijk back...
0: because that's not coming up from an ACL. There's no way. don't think... Unless it
1: takes to Pep Guardiola's Barcelona doctors, no. I don't know, man. We, we can charge. We can charge for the title. I won't say we'll, we, we'll win the league, but we'll definitely be in and around. I and I do think, yeah, FA Cup's something realistically that we should go for now. now that we're out of the Carabao. FA Cup, I'd say that's what we should go for, to be fair. I'd charge for that.
0: Yeah, the Carabao Cup, me as a Spurs fan, this is probably a good segue as well to move on to the Spurs-Brentford game. Mm. Carabao Cup, everybody's saying, oh, go for this, go for this. Tottenham never won a trophy in however long, X amount of years since 2008. But he's counting. um, But I don't rate the Carabao Cup that highly. We've played two games, we've won two games and we're in the final. (laughs) What? That's um, not... it's just like it's not a serious competition for me. No competition that's played before May is serious. Like you can mm-hmm. say, um, you can say I'm a competition snob or whatever, but I just don't feel like that. Maybe it's Pochettino actually is ingrained this into my head, where he, he used to dismiss fucking the Carabao mm-hmm. Cup and, and the FA Cup. What well, he cared about was the um, Champions League and the Premier League, and that's kind of how mm-hmm. I've got to. But. Obviously, this season it's going to be the Europa League and the Premier League. Yeah, if you don't yeah. Play a Cup, fair enough, you take it. Yeah, Carabao Cup is just, it just for it's, it's not the second tier. It's third, fourth tier. Mm-hmm. Team, was it Swansea and Blues, Birmingham, um, Wigan? These different, not Wigan don't yeah. These different teams have won these trophies, but what's that done for them? He hasn't put their revenue to get better players. He hasn't put their standing up to get better players. It's just it's just
1: silverware and it? it's just a medal.
0: Yeah, I hear that, but then again. But yeah, I wanna get into um I wanna start talking about the Spurs Brentford game. We played well actually. We did play well. I was ready That's to it. yeah, yeah. when we organized a podcast, I was ready to come in here and just mong same old Mourinho. I had a few XG stacks from the Fulham not the Fulham game, from the Leeds game that I wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. But all of that feels like old news, you know. I don't feel like I want to bring that up anymore because yesterday, we, even though I've just bashed it, we did reach a cup final. This is what the brought Mourinho in to do. So we're um, yeah. outplayed in open play by Leeds at, at the weekend, but we still won 3-0. And mm-hmm. then turn turned around midweek and we're in the quarter, in, we're in the final, sorry, of a quote-unquote major competition. I guess that's
1: what Mourinho's there for, no? That's what he came in. Uh, he's, that's, what he's, that's what he's there to do. And um, yeah. If you've watched the Spurs documentary, I know you have, but for people who haven't, if you watch that, as soon as he comes in, you know his intent is to get Spurs a trophy. And this yeah. is what he's got the chance to do now, you know what I mean? It's not the best trophy, but it is what it is and you know it's silver at the end of the
0: day it's the cheese as well nothing since yeah
1: you know and obviously Spurs are dying for a trophy and there's no better man to like to bring in to get you a trophy he will bring success to Spurs it's just what trophy it will be you've got a good chance at the Europa League you can't write off the prem because this season it's just it's up and down and you can't predict who's going to win what like who's going to do what mm. I know Spurs are in, in. You're in a strong position. You're playing better football than I'd. I'd say the the current top four. I don't.
0: Because know. It's, I disagree. I don't. It, I don't think we're better playing better football than you guys.
1: It, if it, yeah. there's more style, when I see you guys, though, there's more style in play to what you guys are doing than what it's what like are you football, trying to
0: do. <laughs> And I'll it, you, there's, a, there's a philosophy involved there's a plan there yeah yeah there's a plan there it's like a, uh, I don't agree with the plan I don't like the plan but I, I see the point there is a plan yeah like
1: it, it depends on what you, what you like as a football like a football fan, as yeah. a fan it? you know what I mean if you like watching the philosophy in motion or you just you literally you, you don't care and you're you're, hoot, you're like watch through one football all day like, I'd <laughs> rather watch the plan yeah you know what I mean like yeah. The Leeds the Leeds game sums it up. Like he was, he was getting dominated, and then mm. two goals fly in quick succession, and then you got three points. You got a clean sheet as well. You think Bielsa, like he, you probably walked away from that game saying, like, "How have we lost that?" Yeah. Because I'm sure Bamford had chances to score. But
0: yeah, um, Bamford had many chances. That
1: Rafinha as well. You know what I mean? But so, you guys are doing well, man. You're doing yeah. well, honestly.
0: Yeah the Leeds game was actually the first time, no, sorry, the second time in the last, what, 10 games that we've actually dominated, well, not dominated, we've had a better XG
1: mm-hmm.
0: ratio than the, than the other team. So for those who don't know what XG is, so XG is basically um and football analytics that determine how likely you are to score X amount of goals. Yeah. So for example, if Hurricane goes through one-on-one, that's going to have a really good xG because Harry Kane's a top finisher and is more likely to score. And another example is, uh, is let's say Aurier, who's a right back, who's a defender, go through one on one for the with the same chance Kane's got. It'd be a lower oh. xG because Aurier He's is likely to score oh. Kane. So yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory, if, you know if you understand football. But anyway, regardless, my point is. If you look at the teams we've played, in that same period of time, we've played teams like West Ham, West Brom. Um, just like teams are not all of that, but the teams, the two games that we did have a better exchange than the opponent was Liverpool, the game that we lost, and deserving as mm-hmm. well. We had clear cut chances, but. Yeah, yeah. It's just players.
1: fine margins in that Liverpool
0: game. It's fine margin. Yeah, and the Leeds game. And both games probably got dominated, but we had such clear-cut chances that we we're, we're, are we'll probably likely to score. But the problem with that is, and the reason why we lost that Liverpool game is we didn't finish these same chances that we finished at a weekend. Asking players to finish that clinically, where you're getting two chances a game and you have to score one of them, otherwise you'll lose, like we did against Liverpool. It's unsustainable. Yeah. This is why I don't like this philosophy. It's unsustainable. And then after the game against Leeds, this is, and Bergman, Mourinho comes out and criticises Bergwin for not being clinical enough, for not being as clinical as Kane. Um, but you've got to remember, Mourinho, this is a Jesse Mourinho, um, Bergwin is at 23-24, Harry Kane and Son are 27-28. and 28. Them two are in their prime. They are mm-hmm. finishers. This is this is the best version of them you're going to get. It's not the same for Bergwin, So you're putting pressure on Bergwin to finish these chances and then fans are picking up these quotes and they're running with it and then they're going to social media around criticising Bergwin, who now has to turn off his comments so people don't abuse him. So that, that, that reflects badly on Bergwin now from the fans when it's Mourinho who's started this agenda. The whole reason why it's like this is because of Mourinho... Marino's philosophy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um well, I've been to
0: before, I? I don't know.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't criticize him, man, you know what I mean? As he said, he's he's young, and he? he's practically our age, and you know. And um, he's still got a lot to learn. You gotta think with Bergwine as well. You guys in the final third, it's literally almost based stuff that Kane and Son link up isn't it like you know what i mean it's yeah. getting the ball to them and then if them two link up most likely it's going to be a goal Do you know what i mean it don't, like that's what, i think that's why we're not seeing as much as as much of um Gareth Bale and Lucas because we saw a lot of Lucas on the underneath Pochettino yeah and now we're not it's it's basically just the Kane and Son show any you know what i mean yeah. them two are your most like Dominant I finishes, so why not pass them the ball? You know what I mean. Yeah. I think Bergwan but, but will come alive for you guys, though. we will come alive. Yeah. He's, he's, he's too. He's
0: good, man. Yeah. It goes back though. We need more goals from everywhere else. Mourinho's point about that is true, but for him to pretty much single out players, and then the following game mm. drop Berggren, it shows. It's it's not for me. It's not good man management, but, but yeah. We need more players from elsewhere. If you look at the top goal scorers' table, both Kane and Son, they're in the top five top goal scorers, but we're not top of the league. Normally, for example, um, last season, Liverpool had Salah Ramane up there for the whole season, but they were top of the league. But for them, they'll get goals from, what's um, it, Firmino, you get the honour one from Wijnaldum. But we're mm-hmm. not for Hoiberg's got zero, like, zero goals. Sissoko scored his first goal of the season against Brentford. Um, Let's say Bergman's not scoring. Bale has got like a goal or two. Lucas is not scoring. Nobody has to score apart from Kane and Son. I don't. I don't know whether their influence is too much. Whether we need to spread it out more. If you've got possession of the ball, this is my point. If you've got possession of the ball, players can go forward and because you've got the ball, you can add on pressure. But if you're playing counter-attacking football. It's going from back to front, and who's at the front? Kane and son, so they're gonna score all the goals,
1: yeah, yeah. But it's um, Lasalso's chipped in with a few as well, hasn't he? Like, yeah, I think Europa League, I know it's not the same like competition, but I think with him, he's uh, would you say he's probably like your best box to box midfielder, or yeah, yeah, in
0: terms, well? in terms of quality, I've definitely put La Salso up there. Um, La Salso and Dombele, no, Lasalso Salso, and, no, Dombele, and La Salso, son, in that order for me, in my opinion, in terms of mm. just raw natural ability, and yeah. you've got Kane up there as well, but it's a bit different. Um, I again, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. yeah, with Europa, I wouldn't class Europa as us playing that style, that style of where we were counter-attacking, because in Europa, teams are doing that to us, so they're forced us to have the ball. So we have to be on the front foot, so midfielders are pushing forward. But before we conclude, Key, um, I want to touch upon Pochettino at PSG. What are your thoughts on that? Do you think he'll do well, or is it too big, he too many egos for him?
1: Um, yeah, now, to be honest, I think he'll do well, you know. I think he'll do well. The players are there, and... Um, what what strikes me most about it is South American players, you know what I mean? Him being South American himself, I think Pochettino, he'll click with Neymar, he'll click with like Verratti, Paredes, all of them. Lot. And I think he'll he'll I think he'll take Mbappe to the next level as well, you know. I think he'll make him take up that step. I think the Mbappe situation and Pochettino it's like it's like son when he came in from Leverkusen. He was already a good player, but can he come into the Prem and step up a notch or two? We're now seeing Son in his prime, like, just killing every game. And I think with Mbappe now, I think he's under the, the right man in it, Do you know what I mean? You know yourself, man, Pochettino. Give him a season, half a season, and then he's going to be thriving, man.
0: Just me. Yeah. The, one I've got, the one question I've got, did these PSG players want to be coached or are they just coast um, they've been through managers they have been through a lot of mm-hmm. managers quite quickly as well yes. there's a whole group of players so lots like of Marquinhos Verratti um, Kurzweil etc these, like, these players have been through so many different managers where it's it's not always the manager but then again maybe they do want to be coached but the guy just ain't been the, the right manager so could just come to the Champions League final um, the scratch and claw there the almost was it to leipzig yeah
1: yeah
0: stuff. but um they did get there in the end if they do want to be coached they could be the best team in europe on a pochettino if not what's right. never doubt with superstars with global superstars mbappe has got night campaigns with lebron james neymar's, neymar's mm-hmm. neymar everybody knows who neymar is this is mega, this is fucking superstars, this is not Harry Kane from Walthamstow He just wants to like make his a pro, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, this is... Global icons.
1: Nah, so. yeah, it's another side to um, Putsch that we're going to see as well, how does he deal with these, these big egos and mm. these idols, you know what I mean, these aren't just average footballers, as he's saying, you know what I mean, these aren't just like um, Luke Shaw at Southampton or, you know what I mean, Adam Lallana, these are like, world icons you know what I mean mm. and if he does get a tune out of them I think they'll win the Champions League I do mm. or they can win the Champions
0: League I agree if it clicks it clicks it's dynamite mm. it's the best team in Europe if it doesn't it can honestly it can be ugly it can be where Pochettino who, who was it that came and lost their dressing room straight away one of these managers Ranieri maybe Ranieri at Chelsea when they got when I mm. took over, mm. where the dressing these superstars are coming in, they just don't respect them at all. They're like, show me your credentials. what's your CV? <laughs> yeah. The there. I've You've got nothing be. to show for. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. for me, there's no in-between. They're not just going to be okay. They're not going to be just win however many mm. French League titles and then get to the Champions League quarterfinals and get knocked out. They're not going to be mad. They're not going to be like that. Nah. They'll be that's the or they'll be <laughs> awful.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the thing with um, Poch, is it? it's, it's the players, if they say, show me the credentials, he hasn't really got anything to show for. But you'd have to watch his football to know that this guy can win something. And it, like He can win trophies, you know what I mean? He can take you far places. But I feel, me personally, I do think he'll get a chewing out of him. Obviously, we know what the league situation is like with PSG. That's, it's usually wrapped up like Christmas.
0: Yeah, and you know, then they're, they're, that's one of the reasons why I took out to go yeah man?
1: yeah so he's got a good fight on his hands to be fair he's got a challenge already can they go, go and win the league now even though the fighting with Leon and other teams but I think it will click for him to be fair I'd like for him to click
0: yeah you make a good mm-hmm. point um, you do make a good point about the South American connection I didn't really think of that but hopefully that works in his favour but yeah, anyway, thanks. Uh, thank you for tuning in, Keenan. Uh, for coming through, bro. It was as good as always. And we're back. Thanks to Keenan, everybody on Red Talk TV, for coming through on the first episode of the Countdown to You podcast of 2021. This second segment is just going to be a solo one, it's going to be my first ever solo podcast. Really, I just want to give my predictions for the NFL playoffs coming up, as well as who I think should be MVP. If I'm being fair, if I'm being objective, it's Aaron Rodgers is it's Aaron Rodgers MVP to lose. If he does lose it, it would not be would not be fair to him. This should definitely be his year. He's gone he's through 40, forty-five touchdowns with only Five interceptions correct me if I'm wrong but I'm pretty sure that's correct and yeah that ratio is just insane it's really good um, they've got the number one seed in the NFC so they go first round bye. and yeah Aaron Rodgers well-deserved congratulations to your MVP I will give you that one month early, that, those those props and those congratulations because he will win the MVP unless something crazy happens but yeah so going into a bracket the very first, We're going to start with the very first game of the AFC that's going to take part. And that's going to be the Buffalo Bills against the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm looking at my bracket right now. So if I'm looking down, that is what I'll be looking at. Um, so the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills are flying. They've just dismantled the Miami Dolphins who have playoff implications. In their last game of the regular season, Week 17, the Bills have been flying for weeks, so they put 54 past the uh, Miami Dolphins with pretty much their second team. It was a bunch of reserve players playing that second half. And the week before, they went into Foxborough and they dismantled the... Or was it at Buffalo? Regardless, they completely dismantled the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. And they are an absolute fire. So... Going into the playoffs in their last five games, they've won their last five games by 10 or more points every single game. And that's the first team in NFL history to do that. So probably they are they're more than just on fire. They are blazing hot, they are scorching hot, volcanic hot, whatever you want to describe them. Whereas the Indianapolis Colts, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. They made hard work of it but now it's the playoffs it's a whole new season and let me just get straight into it this is my upset of the first round yes you heard that correct i am picking the indiana indianapolis colts i'm just gonna call them the indiana colts because i've got the indiana paces in my head but from around the same region indiana colts that's what they are um so the colts um i'm picking them because they've got the defense and they've got the running game to upset the buffalo bills their running game is efficient enough to keep josh allen off the pitch and off the field and also josh allen for me this is more about the buffalo bills than it is about the Colts. so i'm going to spend more time on the buffalo bills who are the clear favorites going into this i do not trust josh allen i need to see it to believe it a lot of guys are picking the Buffalo Bills to actually go to the Super Bowl over the highly favored Kansas City Chiefs, and I disagree with that. I can't, I can't pick these or give these these guys that much props without actually seeing them do, do it. Last year in the same round against the Houston Texans, they completely folded. They completely blew it. After a first, first after a good first half where they were leading, we in control of the game. Josh Allen completely capitulated, and we've actually seen that this season. And I'm going to acknowledge that in my prediction because at the start of the season, around week four, when the loss of the Kansas City Chiefs, Josh Allen was terrible, and also when a few other games, for example, when the loss against Tennessee Titans, Josh Allen was terrible. And this is a big, big stage. The coach's defence is the real deal. And I do think they will um, They will do the job. They've got players like DeForest Butner And they can run. That's the most important aspect for me. They can run the football and keep the Buffalo Bills off the field. Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, they can keep them off the field. And that's the crucial part for me went into the other AFC first round matchup which pits two division rivals together actually and a game we've literally only just seen but it was very different circumstances so we saw the Cleveland Browns against the Pittsburgh Steelers in week 17 but the Steelers rested a lot of their first team players and they still only lost by a, a failed two point conversion so if you're going to go off just that the Buffalo Bills are the better team. Not the Buffalo Bills, sorry. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the better team. And the Cleveland Browns are missing their play call and their head coach through COVID. And their coach has been an absolute game changer this season. So getting, getting the Cleveland Browns to the playoffs is an achievement itself, considering how bad they've been the previous, previous X amount of years. So... Almost eternity feels like they've been bad. But yeah, I'm picking a Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's going to be a Nick put game. But for me, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. And Baker Mayfield, without his coach in his ear, to tell him and to also run the plays, he's going to struggle. And I think TJ Watt and the rest of the Pittsburgh defence will get to him and knock him off, really. Yeah. It's going to be a close game, low scoring game, in my opinion, but they will... Pittsburgh will come through. We've still got to remember this team was 11 0 to start the season. You've got to give them some respect for doing that in the first place. They've struggled in recent, but they're still a good side. And the other first round AFC matchup is the Baltimore Ravens against the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. I do not trust Lamar Jackson throwing when it comes to the um, when it comes to the playoffs but I do trust Ryan Tannehill's throwing and I also do trust Derek Henry I've just said he's got a chance to win MVP which he probably won't but he's definitely got a chance in this game to run wild as he did last year so to keep it short and sweet I think it's just going to be a replica of last year's for uh, last year's second round matchup where the Tennessee Titans went on an early run, so they took the lead early, and Lamar Jackson really couldn't throw his way back into the game. He's still very limited when it comes to throwing, and everybody's got the playbook on Lamar Jackson. You don't want him to start running for 40, 30 yards. Just keep him in the pocket, come with contain, keep him in the pocket, make him throw to beat you, and in my opinion, more times than he won't beat you throwing the football. So you can just be average in in the secondary or even the middle linebackers because the pass rush even if tennessee titans pass rush is not that great they'll be able to box him in and make him throw it and i don't think he can he can beat you doing that so um we're gonna go we're gonna move on so we're gonna do the whole afc and then we're gonna go into the nfc so we're gonna end up in the second round the division round of the AFC championship which pits the Colts as the lowest seed going against the top seed the Kansas City Chiefs and the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Tennessee Titans the other two wild card winners we're going to start from the top KC against the Colts the Colts can implement the same game plan against KC as they did against the Buffalo Bills, which for me will keep them in a game until the third quarter where after a week's scouting and after a week's game planning and also in-game adjustments, Reid with his experience, with the team's experience last year, Patrick Mahomes' experience going to the Super Bowl and winning it last year, will push them through. It's going to be a closer game than many people expect. Especially with KC having a two-week bye, pretty much, because all the starters were rested against the Chargers. Um, They'll be able to push through that game and actually come out victorious and go to the AFC Championship game by winning the fourth quarter pretty handedly. And watch out for Philip Rivers as well to maybe... Get under the get feel under pressure and throw a couple of picks in that game. That's my prediction. Two or more Philip Rivers interceptions in that division around matchup. In the second game, I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Tennessee Titans. This is because Pittsburgh Steelers are excellent at stopping the run game. And without the running game for Tennessee Titans, there's no play action for Ryan Tannehill. And if you're asking Ryan Tannehill to just beat you, on his day, he can. But when is his day going to come? And I don't think it's going to come in a division round against TJ Watt um, coming at you and everybody else that they've got and, that, and the middle linebackers and also that front four pass rushing. It's just too much to handle. And if they can't get Derek Henry going, it, it'll be a tough, tough task to ask him to go back to the AFC Championship game and... I don't think they will. Um, their defense this year, Tennessee Titans, it's not as good as. It's not as good as last year, and um, Pittsburgh, especially the receivers and um, probably not the tight end. They've got in terms of receivers, they've just got better and bigger playmakers compared to Baltimore Ravens, which is why I picked the Titans over the Baltimore Ravens and. Ben Roethlisberger, he can beat throwing the ball that Lamar Jackson can't, but Big Ben can beat throwing the football, and their secondary is it, le- it leaves a lot to be desired. Um, the t- Tennessee Titans is so in the championship game, in the AFC championship game. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs coming up against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I've I've got no surprise. I've got the K- KC going up to the Super Bowl, and this is because. Again, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, just make sure you give them nothing cheap, nothing deep. So if they play their normal passing game where they're doing these quick throws, K C have got the experience and have got the quality to just keep everything in front of them and not get beat behind. And then to beat K C you've got the only chance that you've got is to Put up you have to put up at least 30 points because you know for a fact by Hook or Crook in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, Tyreek Hill all of these different guys, they're gonna to get to 30 points. They will get to 30 points. It will be a shock, it will be a surprise if they do not get to 30 points. And I don't I just don't think Pittsburgh can um can get to thirty points. Casey's defence is right, they've got a They've got a knack for making big time clutch plays when they need to. And to end the season, whereas the offense was faltering, but I don't worry about Mahomes or Tyree Kill or Andy Reid, them guys there. But I do worry about the defence. And to end the season, they'll close out the season in very good form and in very very good fashion, being a very good defensive side. So, it's time to flip it and look over at what's happening in the NFC and who do I fancy to meet the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So, in the wildcard round, which starts this weekend, I can't wait for it. I'm going to start from the second seed upwards and similar to what I've done for the AFC. So, in the first game, I'm going to spend literally 60 seconds in this. It's... New Orleans Saints against the Chicago Bears. It's going to be a blowout. It won't even be close, in my opinion. New Orleans Saints' defence is just too good for Mitchell Trubisky to uh, navigate through. He's just not very good himself. If you watch the Green Bay game, you will, in Week 17, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. His defence, the Bears' defence is pretty good, so they'll keep him around until the second half. And then you're gonna ask him to win the game. The answer to that is no. Ninety nine times out of a hundred unless you're playing a bad defence in the Houston Texans or the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Saints are not a bad defence. The Saints are possibly the best defence in the league. It's a bit to toss between them and the Rams, but if they're not one, the one A or one B. So it's gonna be a blowout. Um yeah, I don't expect that to be close. Um the second match up with that is after that sorry is the LA Rams against the Seattle Seahawks, a game that we literally saw again, similar to the AFC we saw recently. This time we saw it in week sixteen, correct me if I'm wrong, but week sixteen I'm pretty sure and the Seahawks, Russell Wilson came came up victorious. For me this could go two ways. But I fancy the Seahawks to win this, simply because of Russell Wilson and the quarterback matchup. Put what's his name Wolf, Wolf's ganged them back Quarterback or put Jared Goff out there. It doesn't matter. Seattle have got a superior, a, a big distance in terms of quarterback advantage. And if I have a good Jalen Ramsey or Aaron Donald and the whole whole of that LA Rams defense. It comes down to the quarterbacks for me in this because recently, Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner and the rest of this, um, and Diggs and the rest of this Seattle Seahawks defense have come to play the final World Cup after a massive slump at the start of the season. And they're playing really good football and they're ready to win. And I think um the Seattle Seahawks are just going to outlast the LA Rams, the offense that is. And they're going to be able to put put up more points than the other team was I think it could be a similar game to what we saw a couple of weeks back where it's going to be low scoring but Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf, and they've just got better playmakers in the offensive end and they'll be able to put up more points than, than, than their counterparts, than the LA Rams so this leaves us to the last remaining AFC, no, sorry, NFC wildcard game which pits Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Washington Football Team, not the oh then the Washington Football Team. So oddly, the football team going to this game as division winners, so as the high seed, even though it's commonly known that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the top seed, and I've picked them to not the top seed. Sorry, I would a better team. And I've picked them to exercise this superior quality and to win this game. So I've got the Bucks winning, but in a much closer game than many of you would think. I'd, if I was to predict the score, I'd say about 27-20. So give them a win by a touchdown. And again, this is a similar story to the LA Rams. Defensively, Washington, I've got all the tools to make it hard for Tom Brady. Their front four passing rush with Chase Young. It's, it's stellar. It's Young it's come in. It's full of first round picks. And they, they're just good. They've got a good front line. And they've got a decent defence. Their secondary is a bit... That can be had by Mike Evans. By Antonio Brown. Which is why I think they'll be able to put up 27 points. Despite Tom Brady. I think he's going to struggle. So... Yeah, um the Bucks are just a better team and they'll move on to the divisional round where they will face the Green Bay Packers. And that's where I think their journey will end. The Green Bay Packers have been firing this season. Aaron Rodgers, the MVP, he will he will want to avenge his game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers earlier this season where he put up zero points, put up a goose egg in the in the first game. In the second half. He put up Gusek in the second half of their first game. Where the Buccaneers. Their pressure to him. Were just. It was just too much for him to handle. And they kept throwing picks. Bad throws. He could have, should have two pick sixes. Back to back actually. But um. Yeah. I think they'll learn from their mistakes. They've got all this time to prepare. You can safely assume. As of today. That the Buccaneers are going to go through their first round matchup in Washington. And that's who they'll face. So um. And regardless, they're gonna face somebody out of that um out of that uh out of that matchup unless something dramatic happens in the other two. So yeah, I think they'll face the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Tampa Bay Bucks will see their journey end. And the other matchup of the Seattle Seahawks against the New Orleans Saints, I'm picking the Seahawks to come through that. Many people pit the Saints to come through that, but man, the Saints are cursed, bro. The Saints are just cursed. The Drew Brees and the Saints, they just don't seem like they got another Super Bowl run into, like, in them. I don't believe they have. Um, again, I think the... I think the Seattle Seahawks will be able to, just simply, because of Russell Wilson, they'll be able to put more points up than Drew Brees. Both defenses can possibly cancel each other out, in my opinion. The Seattle Seahawks are on fire and their middle linebackers um, of and their safety, sorry, of Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner, they'll be able to stop Alvin Kamara's running game. And without the running game to supplement Drew Brees's nude alarm, there's they, they, they won't be able to put up enough points on the board and it's just going to be check-downs. It'll be short, it'll be swing routes, um it'll be curl routes. It, you, you know how New Orleans are. They're very quick throws, quick yards. So they don't mind using up all three plays just to get first down. And for me, that that's going to cost them because so, some of these drives are going to have to go three and out and then four and out in some occasions as well. Whereas Russell Wilson and be able to pick up that secondary of the New Orleans Saints who they like to cheat. They love a cheap interception. So, um, DK Metcalf, that, they'll be wanting, they'll relish that challenge of going 1-1 on with DK Metcalf, but I'm saying, again, it's going to be another close game. I'm not picking many blowouts because it's the playoffs and these are the elite teams. So, I think about 32 Seattle. So, close game, but... Russell Wilson just edges it. And he goes to the NFC Championship game. And sorry, A Rod, sorry, Rodgers, you're coming up short in the NFC Championship game again. I just think by the time he gets to the NFC Championship game, the Seattle Seahawks are going to be so hot. So the defence and the offence, for me, they've got the perfect balance when it comes to that. So they've got big play capabilities, they can run the football. Their defence has got high potential when they finally click and it seems like they have been clicking. And let's say they do win them two first playoff games, they would have clicked for them to get to the NFC Championship game. And I just think just of sheer momentum and sheer quality, again, of Russell Wilson, they'll be able to get through to the Super Bowl. The For me, the, um, the lack of weapons that... Aaron Rodgers has got outside of Devontae Adams will finally catch up to him for the first time the whole season. Their strength of schedule in the regular season hasn't been that great. Their division, anyway, just isn't that great. So, facing the Bucks, who's going to take their pound of flesh, they're not going to go down easily. And going to the NFC Championship game, again, I um, I just fancy the Seahawks to beat them. If any game's got blowout uh blowout potential that I've mentioned of late, it's this one. I think the Seahawks are a bad matchup for the um, for the Green Bay Packers simply due to um, Russell Wilson, his mobility and their big play potential. Their secondary is good, but their defence as a whole, the Green Bay Packers, I don't rate it that highly. Their pass rush I don't really rate it that highly either. Um Yeah, I just think Russell Wilson's going to have enough. Um, Also complimented by their their running game. Which comes up today, holy grail, to the big one, the Super Bowl. And I've got KC against the Seattle Seahawks. What a Super Bowl that would be. Down in Florida, everybody will be tuned into that. Hopefully there'll be fans by then, but most likely not, since we're only a month away. And no surprise, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs repeating... I think it's gonna be shootout, shootout for the ages. One of the best Super Bowls of all time, and I've just got Patrick Mahomes coming up, uh, coming up on top, coming up victorious. Simply because not of Russell Wilson's experience, but the players around him. You have got DK Metcalf, who's new to the league, trying to lock it. All of these different people, and he's got no, a lot Olsen and these Libor um. A lot of Colson, though could be probably his number one tied in, but he hasn't got that safety blanket. Especially in the shootout, you can't. My opinion, you can't always be going out wide, out wide, out wide, because the quarterback's are high alert. So some days, just to some some play, sorry, just to get that first down, you're gonna need to go to the tight end, and you've got Travis Kelsey on one side, who's possibly the best tied in the league, and you've got Olsen, or whoever the go with on the other side and for them just to get that easy yards it's going to be hard for them but they have why thinks it's going to be high scoring and they'll still get points up despite that they've got a much better running game than kc but if you're running versus you're throwing i've got i just fancy uh, the kc and pat mahomes more they're just rolling you see this year They've been the best team in the league for me, unquestionably. And I think um, the Seattle Seahawks will get to the Super Bowl simply because of their momentum and the fact that they'll be on fire throughout the playoffs and that their defence is caught up. But overall, Casey, we've seen it all season. They're the best team. They've got the best player in the league. He's got the best weapons in the league. He's got Andy Reid. He's finally got that monkey off his back. Um, With coaching and not winning the Super Bowl... And yeah, I've got them to repeat. I've got them to run it back. And yeah, that's my that's my playoff bracket. So just a quick rerun. In the first wild card round of the AFC, I've got the Tennessee Titans beating the Baltimore Ravens, Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Cleveland Browns, and the Indianapolis Indianapolis Colts upsetting the Buffalo Bills. And then in the second round, we have got the. Colts losing out to Kansas City Chiefs. The Titans getting knocked out by the Pittsburgh Steelers before the Pittsburgh Steelers' run comes to an end in the AFC Championship against the Kansas City Chiefs. And over in the NFC, we've got the New Orleans Saints knocking out the, sorry, Chicago Bears. The Seattle Seahawks outdrawing the LA Rams without a... Go quarterback, and we've got the Tampa Bay Bucks beating the Washington Football Team. Then we're going to the divisional rounds. I've got Green Bay coming on top against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks, and I've got the Seattle Seahawks out again the New Orleans Saints in a very close game. And then in the NFC Championship, I have got Russell Wilson beating Aaron Rodgers. Simply because they will be the hotter team and in terms of talent, they're probably on the same, same level. And in a Super Bowl, your 2021 Super Bowl champions it will be back-to-back, run-it-back, Kansas City Chiefs. So yeah, that's it. That's been it for the first episode of the Countdown 2 podcast of 2021. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you follow me on Spotify and then the Countdown to podcast. And also subscribe to my YouTube channel called Nixphere Media, as well as checking out our social media pages, just Nixphere Media, as well, and also our website at nixpheremedia.com.